I love the concept of, I think you pronounce it Huga, and it's like the Danish concept for cozy. And I love just thinking, how can I make this moment more cozy? And so getting out of bed sometimes is hard because it can be cold. Even though I'm ready and energetic for the day, sometimes it's just cozy in your bed and you want to stay there. So how can I make outside of my bed cozy too? Here we talk about intuitive eating and Jesus. Hi, I'm Nyla and welcome to the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. I'm a certified health and life coach specializing in intuitive eating and body image improvement from a Christian perspective. I pray this podcast allows you to learn the skill of intuitive eating and tap into the awesome body wisdom God intentionally designed into you for food choices and exercise choices. This podcast will teach you how to have a peaceful and joyful relationship with food and fitness, the kind that God desires all his children to experience. I'll also teach you how to view your body as God sees it. I believe Adam and Eve were intuitive eaters in the Garden of Eden, and I'm on a mission to help as many Christian women as I can eat with ease and calm as those two did all those years ago in that famous garden. Hey guys, it's Nyla. And today we're going to do a bonus episode. Usually bonus episodes, they are released shortly after I do them, like within the week or within the month. I'm so ahead in my scheduling as I'm recording it beginning of March 2023. I'm all batched up and recorded and edited and uploaded and scheduled and all the things all the way up until I think almost the end of September 2023. So like I said, I'm very ahead of the game, but sometimes there's something that I want to talk about that God's put on my heart and I just want to share it. Again, just not all the things I'm learning I share because I think sometimes it's good to be like Mary in the Bible and just treasure these things. There's a verse about how she treasured these things in, in her heart and I think sometimes if we just share too soon, my friend Karen talks about if we try to share too soon the things that God is teaching us. Sometimes we miss all of the lessons and aspects of it that he's wanting to teach us before we then put on the teacher hat and teach people. So remain the student until God says, okay, now go teach this concept to other people. So definitely learning lots of things that I don't share on the podcast. But when I do feel God saying, hey, I want you to share about this, that's where the beauty of bonus episodes comes in because then I can share them whenever I want. I don't have to wait till another Tuesday freeze up in my podcast schedule just because I'm so ahead. So this one will release probably um, this month, actually, in a couple weeks. And we're going to talk about morning routines. I love, 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 love hearing about people's morning routines. I was just listening today to a podcast episode where two girls were talking about their morning routines. And I've listened to other podcast episodes about morning routines. And I think it's just so fun to get the inside scoop of What are these regular habits and rhythms and routines that people do in the early hours? Because we don't see people in the early hours. If we work with them, we see them at work, but you don't see that in the morning. Like, what do they do between getting up and coming to work? And I just find it so fascinating. I don't know about you, but I love hearing that kind of thing. And so I thought, why don't I share about my morning routine? And I hope that you can borrow something from it. By no means do you have to replicate my morning routine because we are totally different people. What works for me 
will not probably work for you, but maybe there's one part of my morning routine that you hear about it and just something in you lights up and you think, oh, that sounds really good. Like kind of when you're at a restaurant and you're reading the menu and all of a sudden you read a description of something or you see a picture in the menu and you just get excited and you think, oh, that sounds so good. So if you have that reaction to something that you hear that I do in my morning routine or if you feel the Holy Spirit saying to you, hey, I want you to incorporate that in your morning routine, then go for it. And what works in some seasons might not work in another season. There's a toy that's in a lot of church nurseries. It's like red and blue and I think there's yellow on it or maybe the shapes are yellow I think it's red and blue and then there's all these different shapes and the kids are supposed to like find the right toy the right I guess toy yeah and shove it in the hole so find the star shape and shove it in the star shaped hole so it can fall into the middle of the toy if you know what I'm thinking about or talking about you totally are visualizing the right thing if you've never seen this toy before you don't understand (laughs) you're like what is this girl talking about but All that to say, it's like trying to fit an old routine into a new season is going to be so frustrating. It's going to be like the kid who's trying to cram the circle shape into the diamond shape in this toy. It's just not going to work and it's just going to lead to so much frustration. So give yourself permission if a morning routine that was really, really doing it for you before was just so life-giving. If it's not working now, just acknowledge that and just invite the Lord in and say, hey, Help me to develop a new routine that might take trial and error, but help me to find a new one for this new season and just give yourself permission to switch things up. The morning routine that I'm going to share with you guys, I've been doing probably about two years now, but it's not been my morning routine all the time. It's just what's working for the last two years, and I'm sure that at some point in a new season of life, I'll have to tweak it again. I I guarantee that this will not be my routine forever, but it has been working for the last two years and I'm enjoying it so I thought I'd share it with you and I just before we talk about my morning routine the bible it doesn't necessarily use the word self-care but it does talk about the concept of soul care or soul rest and in Matthew eleven twenty eight, this is a very popular verse and it says come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest and when I read that verse I just really hone in sometimes on the part that says, come to me, like come to me and I will give you rest. So that verse tells us that time with God is very restful and it's that soul rest that our bodies and minds are just so, so craving, like our spirits are just craving, just all of us are craving that deep, deep rest that only Christ can give. Yes, watching Netflix, yes, scrolling Instagram, sitting on the couch, napping, those are forms of rest and those are great and I do those and there's a time and place for those things. But I think the most important thing is to get your cup filled up with Jesus first before you then go do those other things. Fill up from the the main fountain before you go and lounge by the pool at the, the smaller fountains or the smaller pools, if that makes sense. I don't know, that was kind of a weird analogy that I just thought of, but I think it works. And I have a tattoo on my arm and it's just the reference and it says Mark 6:31 and that verse says come away with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest and it again it's the same concept of Matthew 11:28 that's just saying come with me for some quiet time and it'll be so restful I'll teach you to rest like time with me is so restful I was even reading in my quiet time today I've been really feeling drawn to 
just study and linger in Psalm 23 this week. And there's a verse where it says, he leads me beside quiet waters. It just reminds me that time with him is so peaceful, just like relaxing on a beach, like those quiet waters. It's just peaceful out in nature. Like that's what time with God is. It's very, very restful. Anyway, so my morning routine right now that is really working for me is we wake up at 6.45 currently and my alarm clock goes off and I'm one of those people who usually just pops out of bed. I'm very much so a morning person. I occasionally don't get up right away because I fall back asleep. On Saturdays, I like to linger in bed a little bit, pet my cat and just kind of linger because I have less things on the go. So I just, it's a little easier for me to linger too. But um, on work days, yeah, get up at 6.45. If I happen to fall asleep, the cat will grunt by my head and be like, mm, mm. He, he grunts like that. He does meow, but he grunts like that. He associates the sound of the alarm with him getting food because in the next 15 minutes, he knows that that's part of our morning routine that he will get food. So he is not having it if I don't get up on time. And it's saved us a few times because there's been a few times I didn't set my alarm and he even just somehow knows that, oh, it's 6.45, I'm going to wake them up. They've slept through their alarm and he'll sometimes be our backup alarm, which is awesome. But usually I pop right out of bed and then I go and I put on a house coat or a sweater. I sleep in sweats and a a comfy sweatshirt, but I'll usually put on a house coat or a, um, yeah, a a cozy sweater and slippers. I love the concept of, I think you pronounce it Huga, and it's like the Danish concept for cozy. And I love just thinking, how can I make this moment more cozy? And so getting out of bed sometimes is hard because it can be cold, even though I'm ready and energetic for the day. Sometimes it's just cozy in your bed and you want to stay there so how can I make outside of my bed cozy too and so then that putting on slippers or a house coat or often just keeping on my massive cozy cozy socks that I sleep in because I sleep in socks too but then I go go to the bathroom and I wash my face and I brush my hair and then I wake up my husband and then I go downstairs while he's getting ready for the day I go downstairs and I get the cat his food and then I get my food which is usually overnight oats or something that's super easy to just grab because I don't really like to spend a ton of time making food in the morning because I'm usually just hungry and I just want to eat. So I grab whatever I've prepped the day before um, or pour myself a bowl of cereal or whatever and then I eat that at the table and then after that I transition to the couch and I turn on the lights in our living room again to just make the atmosphere really cozy. Again, add that, how do you say it, huga (laughs) to the moment and I grab a cozy blanket and I go and I have this big box. It's not really a box, it's from Dollarama, it's just this really cute container kind of looks like fake wicker in a way and it has my journal and my gratitude journal and then it has my devotional book that I'm currently reading on the topic of rest and then it has my bible and I don't often write in my journal I just kind of do that intuitively when there's something that I really want to write down something that God's teaching me or something that's really hard and I just want to express it get it out on paper so I don't usually grab my journal journal but I do grab my gratitude journal which has spots to write three things a day that you're grateful for and so I sit on the couch usually the cat joins me and it's just so cozy the lights are dim and on the couch just so nice and warm and cozy 
And I might just spend a few minutes, maybe even a minute, just praying over the day, like whatever event is happening. If my husband has a tough meeting coming up or I have a coaching call with a client, I'm still doing a little bit of coaching with people as I transition out of that. Just whatever the day holds, I just pray about that a little bit and then I will pick up my gratitude journal and then I I reflect on what were three things that I really liked about the day before and it often turns into like six or something because once you start, it's easy to just keep going. So I often will scribble in the margins more than three things. And it's just usually simple things. When I look at my gratitude journal, it's not, oh, I went to this big fancy restaurant or this extravagant vacation. It's usually these simple things like sitting in the sun with my cat on my break or I really liked my hair today or getting all green lights on my way to pick up my husband from work or when my husband kissed me on the cheek. They're just these simple things and it's really taught me looking back on my gratitude journal that really the sweetest memories that we look back on and cherish the most are those simple things and so it's up to us to take time to actually notice those simple things and appreciate them like sweet I hit the green lights most of the green lights or yeah I got the green arrow thing on that really tough corner that I hate making that turn on that intersection so I really try to look for those things in my day because I know that the next day I'm going to be thinking back on what was good about today what were some really simple awesome things and sometimes it is those big things like I got a new client or or that person's birthday party or that really awesome compliment but often it's these simple simple things like playing catch with my husband and my cat and not kind of catch we throw the ball back and forth in the kitchen and it's fun or that joke or making that person laugh really hard so um and I, I do find that writing it down makes a difference because you almost get to relive it when you're thinking of it and writing it down you get to relive that joy that just was experienced in you that you were feeling when you went to Costco and found that your favorite food was on sale that happened to me today it wasn't on my list but I saw that euros or some people say gyros but the euros were four dollars off and I thought that's sweet we haven't had those in a long time into my cart you go and that was really cool that they were on sale that this favorite food of ours so I got that and for another thing I went that was on my list I was going to get it regardless and it just was on sale, so sweet. I was going to get that anyways, and it, it was on sale. And But I, I have tried for a season just thinking about it, what was good about the day before, but there's just something that locks it in your memory when you write it down. I find that I remember it even in days and weeks to come, those, those joyful things, and when I write it down rather than if I just sit there and think about it, and just putting it down helps me remember it more. And it just is more vivid of a memory too when I write it down, if that makes sense. But anyways, I just spend literally like two or three minutes doing that. Morning routines do not have to be long. Some people do two-hour morning routines. They do not have to be that long. So after that, I grab my little devotion and it's like a page long. It has a Bible verse and a little um, teaching. And it's all about rest because it's 365 devotions on rest and then it has a little prayer that you can pray and I read that and then I close that and then I just kind of reflect on what I read like what stood out to me in that devotion just for a minute or so then I grab my bible and I read a verse or a chapter sometimes I'm just meditating on one verse sometimes I don't even open the bible and I just keep meditating on the bible verse that was highlighted in my devotion but some way I want to get a bible verse in my eyes 
And I really do believe if I didn't do anything in the day, but one thing, Bible reading is the most important. There's this law of first mentions in the Bible, and it talks about how when something is mentioned for the first time in the Bible, whether it be money or love or whatever, prosperity, family, whatever, it holds significance and it just impacts the the rest of the mentions in the Bible of that thing. And it's... um. It just shows us how to think about it when it's mentioned later. Like it gives us this filter and this perspective to then take when we see it mentioned other places. So first mention is very important. And I think our first actions in a day are important too. And so I think just spending time in the word first thing, how you start your day is going to greatly impact your day. I've seen so much change in my marriage in my emotions, just in so many things by prioritizing. If I only do one thing, I'm going to spend a few minutes in the Word of God because it's so powerful that even a few minutes is going to benefit me. And so, yeah, if I only have time for one thing, I'm going to find a verse and meditate on that. And sometimes I read a chapter, sometimes I read a verse, and sometimes I work my way through a whole book. But sometimes I'm just random and I just read, I want to read this like right now I'm reading Psalm 23, but I just got done reading Daniel through the whole thing over the last month, read through, or most of Daniel. So again, there's no formula, but I'm just getting in the word. And then my husband comes down and I make him breakfast. And then we kind of, our morning routines intersect. And when he is eating his breakfast on the couch, we turn on a sermon and we watch 10 or 15 minutes of a sermon, continue where we were left off from before the day before it's often just a youtube sermon and then we get up from the couch after that when we gotta get ready to take him to work because we have only one car right now and so we get up and then we go like right now what i've been doing is i've been putting on my workout clothes and then putting on like sweats and stuff because it's cold out and so when we both get up from the couch he goes and like packs his lunch and puts it in like it's already been made the day before, but he puts it in his lunch kit and he just does whatever he's doing. So then we both get up from the couch and we do like our own get ready routine to get out of the door, which for me is cleaning the cat litter and brushing my teeth. And yeah, I put on my workout clothes because then when I get back from dropping him off, don't always do this, but the last few months I have been just doing my workout when I get home and I find that it just helps me to stay focused a bit more at work if I've got some movement in before I hop into work. So I'll do like a 20 minute to 30 minute workout and that's my routine and I hope that that inspired you and I hope there was something in there that was exciting and borrow from it. You don't have to copy and paste it into your own life, but maybe there is something that works for you. And again, there's no wrong way to do a morning routine. Even if your morning routine consists of getting up, making your coffee, and just sitting and talking with Jesus, that's awesome. Just try to, basically what I'm trying to say is include Jesus in your morning routine. And then you're going to get that soul rest that we talked about earlier in the episode. So ask God, how can I invite you into my morning routine? Are you going to drink your coffee with Jesus? Are you going to eat your breakfast with him? And I'm just excited for you to develop a morning routine that's so life-giving and that has Jesus a part of it. So I hope this was an exciting episode for you and I'll see you on the next episode, friends. So are you currently a one-woman Christian entrepreneur show? 
Wow, that is a mouthful to say. <laughs> but if you are one, you know you are one. And is it a tad stressful being a one-woman show? Maybe a little more than a tad stressful? I love helping other Christian entrepreneurs run their businesses by doing the things that they don't really like so that they can focus on the things that they feel that God is calling them to do. And so then I can focus on doing the things that God is calling me to do on the behalf of other businesses. I love to support fellow Christians by managing the behind the scenes of their businesses so they can have more time and energy to do the parts of the business that they really love. And when I first started my coaching business, I quickly realized I had to wear all the hats. I had to be my own website designer, I had to be my own podcast editor, I had to be my own graphic designer, my own bookkeeper, and on and on and on. And that took a lot of self-learning and asking my husband and all these other people for help. But you do not have to be a one-woman show, you can delegate. Delegate is a beautiful word. So if you are interested in my virtual assistant services for other Christians who are in business, who are women, Visit my website, which is linked in the show notes, 